really strange to me to watch the Alec Jones roasting. He proposed a deep devilish state and now his accusers seem to manifest the same ghoulish glee creating a counter deep and devilish as if they were he. The phrases, the inflection, very much the same. He look he looks like a caveman dad from TV and they look like prissy nerds spitting. It ain't what you think it's how, the immortal Hitchens said. Sorry, Hitchens. But in this case, the how is the same, only the what differs. And that's what counts. And it is so Christian. J'accuse, they shout. We have found him, and now he cowers in the corner. Who has the rope? Danton screams along with Saint Sir Thomas More, enthusiastic burner of non-believers, made martyr by Henry VIII and Sir Paul Schofield. Be careful, I say. Zealots are more usefully exposed and done in by their own than punished by you, especially when it makes you puff up with this righteousness. I'd ask, I'd suggest, how did your city on the hill produce such a moronic parcel of believers, more than a parcel, tens of millions? As A. Hamilton said, who would believe this of our neighbors? Well, now we do. We just do, willingly enthusiastically. Perhaps it would be more effective this time to lay aside the rod and the guillotine and turn them onto their own to convince them. Donald Trump lied to me. No, Chico, you believed him. Pull up your lederhosen and take it like a sheep. Trump isn't even talented enough to be Herod if you really understood your story and want him in it. Maybe someday the equally gormless might say, Thomas Jefferson lied to me, but he didn't either. You believed him. Same old pussy grabber. Look it up, do. Faith and conspiracy are habits, addictions to be got over. The revolution was an insurrection. We were all illegal and nasty aliens. The Second Amendment doesn't say what you think it does. Not even the founders were that dumb. Mitch McConnell says, we have a 50-50 Senate, we have a 50-50 country. Well, we don't. We have at least a 60-40 country, and it's not going your way, Mitch. That the founders wanted a 90-10 country to masquerade as a 50-50 says a little more about them than we'd like to have exposed, but it says a lot more about us that we ignore it, since most of us agree. We have made no try to change this condition. Let's go back to insisting it's a republic, res publica, of the people, which is not, not a democracy. Democracy must be something else we haven't tried yet, that we wouldn't like, probably, if we did try it. We don't like it. There's nothing in us that is democratic. There's a very good joke in England from beyond the fringe. Knock, knock. Yes, what is it? Please, sir, I want to join the few. Well, you can't join the few. There's far too many already. The few, nickname of the Royal Air Force in the Battle of Britain, may be attached to We Happy Few, Henry V by Shakespeare. American ethos, we all want to join the 1%. Well, you can't. It won't be the 1%, then will it? I don't understand this compulsion. 
but I do know why I don't. That's what matters. Viktor Orban, invited to CPAC, tells the audience his liberals hate and slander him and his country, just as they hate you and slander you and the America you stand for. This is an interesting political proposition. We are the hated. This is our identity, a rallying cry to echo down the ages, and people being people, a pretty mundane projection, envy of the genuinely hated, the ones, the conservatives, the children of Europe have habitually hated. As a sort of cultural predisposition, dinner among the European elites must have been fun. Who do you hate? Oh, really? Yes, I hate them too, but not as much as the Algerians. I wonder what it must be like to belong to that club. I hate, therefore I am hated, therefore I am. I think it's pretty straightforward if we did look at the real history, the behaviors of our ancestors that created the trust fund we fantasize a competitive and fair economy. This hatred is richly deserved. We white people have very few options in the face of the Belgian Congos of our past. Genuine atonement, a concept deep in our religious writings, requires a level of development that same religion renders unreachable. The next option, deny it happened. McConnell, again, the lesson of CRT is that the white race is evil. That is the evidence of history. It just is, dears, unavoidable. The lucky thing to date is that the hated have not responded in kind. Even using the same books, the same dogma, it seems they say, forgive them, Lord. They know not what they do, though they knew exactly what they did from their side. And it seems Lord did not take... did not take sons his son's ask seriously. It was a profound ask. It doesn't matter that perhaps it didn't happen. Some human invented the story, which is as good as fact. When did this hate as legit motive, as rallying cry, happen? Was there a shift from fear of anything other, darker skin, foreign language, all the obvious and its collateral that grows and morphs into the into the American urbanism? We are told it was ever thus, which then easily becomes defined as human nature, a compulsion that comes from something innate. It was the devil made me do it. Ha <laughs> ha. And the evidence of fear and hate is all over the ground, while the opposites of courage and love are pretty scarce. Jesus on the cross, so urbanism says, give in to fear and hate. It unites us. It unites us. And in the case of most European colonial histories, fear, hate, and greed are exactly innate. In this sense, history is not past. It is still with us, alive and raging. The nice thing for us, but also a thing we keep hid, is that other cultures have self-love too. Nice, but irksome. Why aren't the Chinese miserable? They should be. They are not us, is the implication of every piece of U.S. journalism today. It must be said it is a great feat of imagination, given the headlines every day, the Orbanites, etc., that we insist we are the best that everyone wants to be like us, are clamoring to be here, to partake. Some do. The world is full of poor people wanting to be solvent. The myth I heard recently reiterated on the Tom Hartman show, not by him, it must be said, is that the religious right hates the state because their ancestors came here fleeing religious persecution by a state. Romantic tosh. 
the odd time it was true they fled theocracies for wanting to usurp that theocracy and then came here to create one for themselves. The natural confusion of religion is that it will hate all states, answering to a higher power than the mere will of the people. The real separation of church and states, of which I doubt Jefferson was capable, is that religious experience, tradition, and pursuit is private, not worldly. It should never interfere with Caesar, with the social contract. The success and dominance of Christianity is due to its horrible insecurity and inhuman insisting, confused with transcendence, that by denying one's humanness, one's animalness, our sex and other sins, other impulses, we become transcendent. Nice try, but no. If it was transcendent, it would naturally separate from the state. It might be a fantasy of saints, Mother Teresa, Sir Thomas More, vile, in fact, in history, but capable of transcendence in pathology. It may be why we are never exhorted to be Jesus, just worship him. You see, I imagine the 40 days and nights differently. I think it was a struggle for the devil. I think Jesus was laughing. Dominion over all, what a sad ambition. This assumption leaves the church huge power. The original assumption, you can't do anything right without us. The silliness that flows from this is downright demoralizing. Mostly people came here to America, fleeing poverty, dreaming of the riches so elegantly and falsely advertised by our various media. The several billion other souls are fine not being Americans, trust me. Imagine the cultural self-confidence needed to conceive of this. What I see all around is people desperately asking to have their misery affirmed. Please tell me this is the best. My misery otherwise is unbearable. How can that Indian boy be so happy? I remember the film Lion. I loved it a lot, but something in it was strange. The little boy, the actor, and the character was full of a kind of love, that life, that it can only come from huge mother love, I think. I don't know, I think. This doesn't happen in our movies. The children, actors, and characters are strained, artificial, advertised, like, like, like banzai adults. The result of, their, of great mother love, even just good mother love, is that the child looks bravely out upon the world secure. I think this happens here, but the world we look out on has been wrought in the image of another god, a harsh one. We don't tell that story, so our children long to return to mother, to the guardian, to the garden. Very Freudian, the great European father of our movies, whose errors we plough over and over. The thought might be the Indians do it better. Well, but yes, but they live in squalor, impoverished. Maybe we live in plenty, a squalor of plenty, an impoverishment of it.